And a very pleasant good morning to you. Welcome to VCY Today, coming your way from the VCY America studios. And uh, trust your day is off to a good start. Friends, we've got a special guest in our studio here this morning. And it's our privilege to welcome Paul Scharf, who is the Church Ministries Representative for the Midwest for Friends of Israel. Paul, good morning. Thank you, Jim. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Well, good to have you with us here today. Uh, By the way, many of you listeners are familiar with Friends of Israel as we broadcast the program, The Friends of Israel Today, every Saturday morning at 11.30 a.m. Central Time right here on VCY American. If you've not caught the program, certainly would encourage you to be tuning in. Uh, Paul, the ministry is called Friends of Israel. So uh, tell us about the ministry itself and, and, and... how we can become a friend of Israel. Well, Jim, the Friends of Israel began in the most incredible way. I'm not familiar with any other ministry that has quite the same story. It was 84 years ago this month, in December of 1938, three weeks after Kristallnacht and the launch of the Holocaust, we had the launch of the Friends of Israel Refugee Relief Committee, as it was known then, and some of our early leaders were Dr. Lewis Sperry Chafer, the co-founder of Dallas Seminary, Dr. Harry Ironside, then the senior pastor of the Moody Church in Chicago, and these and many other godly men and women, pastors and businessmen came together to help the Jewish people in, of course, one of their greatest hours of need. And God has chosen to bless and grow this ministry for these 84 years. And I am just honored and humbled to have a part in it now for the last four years. Hmm. And we have people in 18 countries. The sun never sets on the work of the Friends of Israel. And our our ministry is summed up in that name. And what does it mean to be a true friend of Israel? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, Jim, of course, it means telling them and telling everyone about their Messiah who has come, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, Paul, um, you know that there is a whole lot of conflict in this world regarding Mm -hmm. Israel. And even here in the United States, Mm -hmm. there's a a growing anti-Semitism that is taking place. Why is there such hatred around the world? Why are we seeing this increased hate and dislike even here in the United States? Well, Jim, I think the answer to that goes all the way back uh, as far as history that's recorded in Scripture since the fall of Satan and the fall of man. And we know that Satan hates the Jewish people and desires to disrupt God's plan. First of all, he would have uh, overturned God's plan to send a Messiah into the world who would come, we know, from the promises given to Abraham in Genesis 12, beginning in Genesis 12, verse 7. There's a promise that Paul expands on in Galatians 3. It's to the seed of Abraham, which Paul tells us is Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And uh, Satan wanted to overthrow that plan to bring a Savior, a Messiah, into the world through the Jewish people. And having failed, of course, completely and having had what seemed to be his victory when he had Christ crucified on the cross, we know completely (laughs) work against Satan in that that was not his victory, but Christ's ultimate victory and Satan's ultimate defeat. But he still hopes to thwart God's plan to to save the people of Israel and for Christ to return and establish his kingdom. And we see he's going to fight that all the way to Revelation chapter 12, where we see his hatred there of the Jewish people. He 
He hates God's chosen people, and uh, he hates what God loves. And as we say in the Friends of Israel, we love the things that God loves, and we love the nation of Israel because God loves the nation, the people of Israel. So that this growing hatred, this anti-Semitism that's taking place against the Jewish people is because they're really following their father, the devil, then, in that regard. Well, that's certainly where it comes from, isn't yeah. it, Jim? Mm, wow. Um, is God's plan for Israel done? No. God still has a future for Israel, and that's why we exist uh, in terms of the ministry of the Friends of Israel, which is multifaceted and takes many forms, Jim, but ultimately we want to proclaim God still has a future for Israel. He will fulfill every prophecy that he ever made regarding his chosen nation. He will he will fulfill every promise that he's ever given to his chosen people. And I like to say that he's been with the people of Israel from their biblical past. He is with them in the strategic present. He will be with them through the prophetic future. So when we see the words in Scripture that use like forever, you know, the promise to Abraham mm-hmm. or everlasting, that's exactly what those words mean. That's right. We believe Christ is going to return just as he came once, so he's coming again, and he's going to establish a literal kingdom, and he's going to reign, and we believe that Israel has eternal significance in that kingdom and into eternity future because of God's plan, God's choice of them, and God's salvation of them. And that does not mean that there's not going to be hard times for Israel between now and then. That's right. They're going to go through a tremendous time, sadly, as a nation. Now, we don't hope this for anyone. And the wonderful thing, Jim, we know is that no individual, whether Jewish or Gentile, needs to face any of those horrible times. We're talking about the prophetic fulfillment in the time of the tribulation when God will allow his wrath on the earth in response to man's sin and unbelief. And he will use that time to bring the unbelieving people of Israel, many, many of them, Jim, will come to faith in Christ during that future seven-year tribulation. He will use that time to bring Israel to repentance, to receive her king and his kingdom, so that at the end of that period, Romans eleven twenty six, the Apostle Paul says, all Israel will be saved. But again, the wonderful news is no person No Jewish person, no Gentile even needs to enter that time. They can trust Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, right now that he died in their place for their sins, was buried and rose again so they could have forgiveness of sin and eternal life. When anyone trusts in Christ alone, they won't even be here, we believe, to face that Mm. time. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, We're talking today with Paul Scharf. Uh, Paul is in studio today and uh, traveling through the area. He represents uh, Friends of Israel Ministry. He's the church ministry's representative for the Midwest and has been speaking in a number of states uh, throughout the Midwest, all the way as far Midwest south as Texas, (laughs) Uh, but uh, has uh, certainly had an impact in that regard. Uh, By the way, again, listeners, just a reminder that the Friends of Israel Today program airs every Saturday morning at 1130 a.m. Central Time right here on VCY America. Paul, this past uh, Sunday at sundown, uh, was was, uh, started something uh, we see on the calendar. It says Hanukkah. Right. Uh, Give us a a word about Hanukkah, what this is. Even the Bible makes reference to this. Absolutely, Jim. Yeah, it's so important, and it's, it's so... Amazing to me that we know so little 
as Christians uh, far and wide, by and large, about Hanukkah because it's so essential. It's so important, and it's such a wonderful, wonderful story that really took place in the middle of our Bibles between Malachi and Matthew in the 160s B.C., uh, we're talking about overcoming Satan and evil and anti-Semitism, Jim. That's exactly what the Jewish people did in the that time, about 170 to 164 BC, when they overcame a man named Antiochus the Fourth, Antiochus Epiphanes, who is really a type of the future Antichrist. They share many things in common, but the Jewish people rose up against Antiochus retook Jerusalem, retook the temple, rededicated the temple. And that was such an amazing time in history for the sake of the Jewish people, but also for the purpose that God had during all those years of working all things after the counsel of his own will and bringing history to that exact point when in the fullness of the time he would send forth his son into the world, he was fashioning that world for the coming of Christ. And Hanukkah, the word Hanukkah means dedication, and it celebrates the dedication of those faithful Jewish people back there in the 160s. These are people that Daniel describes in Daniel 11, verse 32, the people who know their God who are strong and carry out great exploits. That's what I know I want to be like, Jim. I'm Mm. I'm sure many who are listening want to Mm -hmm. be like that as well. And the book of Daniel in chapter 8 and chapter 11 describes the events behind the commemoration of Hanukkah, these events that happened in the 160s under Mattathias and his son Judas Maccabeus when they reclaim Jerusalem and the temple. These Details are given by predictive prophecy, by way of inspiration from the Holy Spirit through the prophet Daniel, so accurately, so thoroughly, so completely that, of course, critical scholars say there's no way it could have been written as prophecy. It has to be a pious forgery. It has to have been written after Mm -hmm. the fact as Mm -hmm. history, because it reads like a detailed historical account of these incredible events, which are so important. It's amazing. We've only got three minutes left here this morning, Paul, but uh, as we think about Hanukkah, I know Friends of Israel indicates that this can be a time of outreach to Jewish neighbors and friends and acquaintances. Absolutely. And I think that just in light of the quick summary that we've covered here this morning, Jim, we should have no problem at all saying to a Jewish friend or to anyone else, happy Hanukkah, happy dedication time remembering the dedication of God's people and how God worked in history. And in fact, some people may be shocked to learn that Jesus himself celebrated Hanukkah in John chapter 10, 22 through 39. What a wonderful time at this festive holiday time when the Jewish people, just as Christians, love to celebrate and to gather with their families. What a wonderful time to just show them that we're concerned, we care, we love them, we're reaching out to them and saying, Happy Hanukkah. And it's certainly a a very important time to do that. And what a tremendous witnessing opportunity as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And Paul, as as you look at the ministry of Friends of Israel, tell us why you do what you do. Why why are you ministering with Friends of Israel? Well, Jim, uh, there are 
many answers I could give to that that stretch all the way back to my grandfather, who was an early follower of the Friends of Israel back in those times about 84 years ago, somewhere in there. But God, I believe, called us specifically to this ministry at this time with a burden to be part of uh, what we believe is something that's vitally important to teach what the Bible says about the literal future of Israel and to share that message and to to shore up the teaching of that message in our churches and to also help churches to begin to think about how we can actually take our place trying to bless these people of whom God has said, I will bless them that bless you, Abraham and Israel. Amen. Amen. Paul Sheriff with us here today. And Paul, there's a website where listeners can learn more about the ministry. Yes, that's at foi.org is our main website for the Friends of Israel. People can find all kinds of information, resources, learn about our history and our ministries all around the world and and various things that are available to them to learn and to serve. And they can also find all of my resources for my ministry within the Friends of Israel on sermonaudio.com at sermonaudio.com slash P-S-C-H-A-R-F. Paul Scharf with us here today. And Paul, thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Jim. And friends, just a reminder, the Friends of Israel radio broadcast, Friends of Israel Today, heard Saturday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Central right here on VCY America. A closing verse for today from Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. God bless you folks. Thanks for stopping by. May you have a blessed day in the Lord.